Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Can we be back together uh, with you guys? Um, we had a lovely, lovely week away last week in Spain with uh, my family and uh, Tim and Andrew from the church and their family. It's just beautiful being away. Lee, sorry, I've just moved your stand away. You'll have to move it back in again. Um, it's great just being here together. And listen, the summer series that we've been on over uh, over these summer months has just been brilliant. We've been um, picking up in the book of James. We're going to be going straight into James chapter 5 this morning. If you have Bibles with you in whatever format, let's get them out and we'll get into that. But it's just been such a blessing, though, being in this um, in this book some of the things that the Lord has been speaking to us through it. Um, and before I, I do press in, we're going to just go straight into chapter 5. Before I, I do press in, I want to just, I just want to take a moment just to mark the last, like the teaching over the summer has been great. I just want to say the last couple of weeks with Robbie and Steve have just been sensational. And uh, I just want to honor you guys. I, I watched Steve last Sunday sitting around the pool in Spain. That's hard to beat, isn't it? What? church sitting around the pool in Spain. We should do that every week. Um, but it was it was just brilliant, both of you guys. And I just want to honor you. Uh, I don't think Robbie's here. So Steve, you're getting all the glory this morning. Um, but just to say a well done for that. Um, this, where we go this morning, remember this is a letter. This is James, the brother of Jesus. This is a letter which he has written and scribed to the believers at that time. And, uh, and where we go this morning, this is a continuing part. It's not as if James wrote it in the chapters and in the individual sections. Where we go this morning feels like it's a, it's a direct continuation from where we were last, last week. And what James is trying to do, he's just simply trying with this group of believers, and even for us this morning, James is trying to help us genuinely live out the call, the ways, and the teachings of Jesus. This is what he wanted us to grasp what it was to live out the call, the ways, and the teachings of Jesus. As Steve pointed out last week, much of what James even actually hits on is he's, he's, he's fleshing out some of Jesus' teaching, particularly from the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to be looking at some of that this week. And as Steve began last week, he framed us, you know, with the fact that there was two ways for us. Sometimes for us in our lives, there's often two ways or two choices. Sometimes it just feels for us. What the Lord desires for us to be as a people is to be a people that would pray and desire to have an undivided heart. And today as we start, and just the word for us for today, there's, there's lots that we could be picking out of chapter 5. But in my own reflection and meditation on it for this week, I suppose the word that I just feel over this for this morning that I would love us to focus on more than anything else is this word, treasure. All of us just allow the Lord to deposit some of that with us this morning. But with us, just to be looking at some of the treasure that God has for us. Let's, let me just pray again, can I? So, Father, yeah, I, I thank you that this week there was stuff, God, that I know that you spoke with me specifically about. Be it God, right now, we just pray by your Holy Spirit. Would you just now unlock to all of us? God, I pray for each of the people specifically that are in this gathering at this moment and this time. I pray that you would speak right now. Come Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. So throughout, um, if we're thinking about this word treasure, I will talk a little bit um, as we go through this. We all treasure different things. I guess that's one of the easy ways we could try to frame this word. We all treasure things in lots of different ways. One of the things that I treasure the most, I love my family. I, my mom and dad are sitting here in the front row. Uh, I love my wider family. I love my little family with Laura and the kids. We love time together. I love just getting quality time. And this summer, probably just as we uh, led into the summer, one of the things which we spent more time doing was we, sp- we started watching some movies together. And one of the movies which we watched, which just happened, I guess, to tie in a little bit with where I was going this morning, was this, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right? And uh, we, we took out the, the box sets. Well, not really the box sets. You really do that anymore. It's, on, it's online. You stream it. Right? But we, we watched these, these movies back to back. Just brilliant. We, we've enjoyed watching it. Um, Johnny Depp. Wow, what an actor. Right? What a guy. And his acting of this, of this guy, Jack Sparrow, was just incredible. And throughout the series, like when we're thinking about this word treasure, there's just different expressions of treasure that are mentioned. So there's this scene. This is what's known as the treasure of Cortez, or it's a scene where it's just surrounded by this mountain of treasure. The boat itself, the black pearl, is deemed to be a treasure for Jack. But as we go through, while there's lots and lots of different expressions of treasure, there's this one part that caught me. And I guess I wanted to reflect on it just for a little second. This compass. So Jack has this compass. And with this compass, you see like the wheel just keeps spinning around eventually before it lands on the thing. The compass doesn't actually point to like a north direction. But what happens, this, this is what we know about the compass. Rather, what the compass does is what the holder, the person that's holding, what they want more than anything else, it points to it. What the person treasures, so is Jack, what he's treasuring in that moment. You see the wheel spinning and then it lands. And suddenly that's where they direct the ship. What they treasure, what they want more than anything else, the compass points to that. I wonder if we were to have one of these each in our hands right now, what it would be pointing at. If you were to have one of these compasses spinning around in our own lives, we're going to leave some space in a short while to reflect on this truthfully for each and every one of us. But I wonder if this was something we, each of us were holding right now, what this would be pointing at in our lives. Each movie, the, the treasure almost takes on a different focus, but there's a passionate pursuit of it. And this is where we lead today. We're going into James chapter 5. James talks and references again part of the treasure. Steve referenced some of this last week as well. But let's pick up James chapter 5. We'll come back to my compass in a little bit. Let's get straight into the word. James chapter 5. We're going to read the first six verses. We'll read some more later on. But the first six verses say this. Look here. You rich people, weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away, and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. For listen... Hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The cries of those who harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. You have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You have fattened yourselves for the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed innocent people 
who do not resist you. These hard-hitting words that James leads in with in this chapter. It's a similar word, again, Steve referenced in chapter 4 last week. We read these words in verse 3. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. And you want only what will give you pleasure. James opens this section almost feels like, which is something that's a similar continuing theme that he brings us through. And yet the line that struck me the most this week, we've just read it in verse 3. It says this, this corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. I don't know about you, but when I read these words, I've read it before many times, but when I read these words this week, it was one of those <gasps> moments in my own life, in my own heart. As James, the imagery that he's using as he opens this section, it's like he's saying that there are certain treasures. We all treasure lots of different things in lots of different ways, but there are certain treasures that James is saying, actually, if we were to name it and to be truthful about it, they're actually corroded. These are things that we have given ourselves to, we've given our heart to, we've given our attention and our focus to, that actually if we're being honest about it, they're corroded, they will just eat away at us ever so slowly. These corrosive parts of our lives, they're not life-given, they're rotting, and yet these things tend to be the things that we hold on to, we hoard James uses languages as well. He talks about like money. He talks about hoarding possessions. He says this as well. We read it in verse 5 to 6. She spent years in luxury, condemned and killed innocent people as some of the language that James is using. And I don't know. I, I don't know specifically. Perhaps it was that there was actually some people in this group of believers that James is speaking to where this actually happened. Where some people had died as a result of some of these people. But I imagine... What James is trying to get at here is something actually much deeper than that. Remember, what he's calling all believers to is what life in Christ is all about. Imagine what James is trying to say is because you have hoarded for yourself and have not cared for others, it's not that we, there, someone has actually killed someone, but their lack of consideration for the other is deemed just as bad. Back to Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. These well-known words that Jesus says, you have heard. You have heard what it was said to people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to your brother or sister, Racha, which means like it's to say you're an empty-headed fool, Right? It's like you're, you're being abusive to someone. You're almost trying to put someone down. You're, you empty-headed person. It says is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. I have a feeling that as James almost is wrapping up this letter, these words that he's speaking, he's leveraging this thought of Jesus, his brother, but his master, his Lord, He's following on this similar sort of trajectory. So this isn't just about the big, but the idea of like someone actually killing. Probably was some of it potentially. But what James is saying is what it is to hoard this cruise of treasures, even by simply our attitudes towards one another. Sometimes, sometimes it is like even when we're bitter and the sinister thoughts that we have towards one another. These things in themselves 
James wants to get to. Jesus wants to get us to this point where actually how we feel and think about one another is crucial. You see, loving one another and treasuring one another is the goal and desire of God for us. When we would truly love one another, remember Jesus said this, by all, by this, people will know that you're my disciples, that you truly love one another, that you care for one another. And this is where the opposite of this is true. And I think this is where James is trying to get to. Because you see, when we, it's the opposite, it's just selfishness. And selfishness itself is completely opposed to the agape love of God. James, Jesus through James is calling us to this higher level of life and love for one another. James reminds us through this entire letter, but particularly in these closing words, that even some of the things which we consider as good treasure simply aren't the real thing. We settle for second best. And when we settle in this place of selfishness and we just think about ourselves, we miss out on the fullness of what God has for us and through us for other people. And this is where James is trying to get to. There are certain things in our life these corroded treasures, things that we have given our attention and our focus to that has led us away from the type of love that God desires in and through our lives. This is where, back to my mate, Jack Sparrow, this is where he says these words, not all treasure is silver and gold, mate. Not all treasure is silver and gold, mate. I think what he's saying in this as well, obviously it's not just about the silver and gold, there's other things you can treasure, but also with this as well, Not all treasure is good. Not all the things that we really treasure in our lives feels like the silver and gold. It's not all good stuff. And this morning, what I would love us to do, in just a little little moment here, we're going to leave some space. Because listen to the words, like, let's not focus on Jack Sparrow. Let's focus. What does Jesus say? Jesus says again, back in Sermon on the Mount, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. It's like, Jack's little compass. <laughs> if this was pointing to where your heart really is at, where your treasure is, your heart's going to be there. What are the things in our lives that we are really treasuring and going after? Some treasure, um, again, is just, it's like corroded treasure, as James says. And James actually gives us language. We have to give an account for it in the day of judgment. And so here's what I would love for us to do. I'm going to leave space and stillness here for a couple of minutes. And I would love you personally to actually reflect on this. There's no point me standing up here telling you more about what I think about this. I actually want the Holy Spirit to speak to you personally. In your life, firstly, I want to ask this question. What are the things that you would consider that you are treasuring after? If that compass was in front of you, what do you think it would be pointing at? And then in a little while, we're going to ask, out of some of those things, what would you consider to be corroded treasure? What are some of the things that are not being life-giving to you? What are some of the things that are actually eating away at your soul? And you know that in your life. So what I want to do is let's just leave space in these couples. Firstly, let's in stillness. 
just for a minute. Let's allow the God to pinpoint to us. What are some of the things that you in your life consider to be treasure for you? Take time before the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Think about it in all different sections of your life, your family, your work, your waking up first thought, your going to bed last reflection. Truthfully, what are some of the things that you treasure in your life? Name them in your mind this morning. And in this place where you're naming them, I want you to reflect now just on what are some of those things that in the language of James would be considered corroded. I'm not asking you to stand up here and tell everybody, but I want you in your own mind and in your own heart to name it this morning. Let's not fool ourselves this morning. I want you to name this morning, what are some of the things in your life, in this season and moment, that you would be considering corroded treasure? Man, sometimes that can feel deep. It can feel a bit somber. And yet this is where Rick has even led us around the table this morning in the examining of your heart, in the examination of your life before the Lord. This is important for us to be aware of. But yet the reality is, if we're asking the question, well, now that I've identified some of those things that perhaps God might pinpoint in your life, well, what do you do about it? Is some of these things are, are a struggle for me. Some of these things that maybe you, you've recognized and identified in your life and in your heart, this has been an ongoing battle for you, son. You actually give a word during worship. There was this picture. And in the picture, there was... Son, you come up actually and give this word for me, will you? Because I'm about to try and give it in case I give it in the wrong way. So there was... Um, like the skyline was just a really dark cloud but you couldn't see the end or the beginning of the cloud. And underneath the cloud, there was an eagle, and eagles are meant to fly high above the cloud. So there was an eagle, and it was flying under this dark cloud, and it couldn't find any way to get up through the cloud. And then from above, the cloud started to separate. 
And eventually the eagle was able to fly up through this dark cloud and up into the high cloud, way above the clouds where it's meant to be. So I think there's, there's people just under, feel they're under that cloud and there's no way out of it. But God is bringing a way out of it from under this cloud and you will rise up above it and fly in freedom. Thanks, Sonia. And so as God speaks this morning and is saying there is a way for many of you, some of those areas in your life, it's been an ongoing battle. From Scripture, from the Word this morning, I want to actually allow us to see what are some of the patterns and some of the ways that actually God gives for us. You see, Jesus gives this principle. I was thinking about this this morning. Do you know where he talks about when you cast out an evil spirit out of someone and it says that if it's not filled with something else, it says it actually can lead to worse. Seven can come back and can be worse. And the reality is, is this, I often say this in GROW in our discipleship programs. As believers, while it's important to be aware of what are the things that lead to corroded treasure, if that's simply our focus, how do we stop doing that? We're not going to live life that feels full. Actually, it's not just about being aware of what that thing is, but it's turning our attention and now intending to step into something. What is our better yes? What is the better thing that we want to give ourselves to? What is the things that we want to fill our lives with? It's not just being aware of the crude treasure and trying to map out how do we stop and how do we bring an end to this, but it's actually intentionally with our lives, the sons and daughters of God, it's recognizing the better yes and the better thing to give ourselves to and to press into it. And so that's why as we come to this, James starts to lead in further and further and further with us. And actually, before we get to that, actually, even with the life of Jesus, as we're reflecting acting on this. Jesus wants to talk about what it is to fully come alive with him. Jesus speaks, actually, when we talk about this word treasure, he speaks of two different types of treasure. He says that if you go after this, if you let this be almost like a better yes for you in your life, it will allow you to live life that feels full and alive and complete. When trying to live for Jesus, there are two things that Jesus says above all else that are actually greater treasure for us to go after. And so in Matthew 22, Jesus says these words. There's a guy who's trying to trick him out, a teacher of the law that's asking, well, what's, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says this. Let me get to this. He says, teacher, he says, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbors yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on this great command. Jesus is telling us that actually with these great instructions, that if we can just treasure these things, go after these things and as our life of believers in two different ways, treasure or love God firstly above all else. I'm going to see what James says about that in a little second. This will be close off. And then secondly, this, treasure or love others. But that last part's really crucial. Let me just focus on it just for one minute. As you would treasure or love yourself. There are many people who struggle with those words. Perhaps there's some people even in the room this morning that how you think or feel about yourself, even in this instant and in this moment, is not life-giving or good. Some of the words that you've believed and you've received from other people and you've taken on board has actually wounded and has crippled what almost feels like your heart and your soul. And what you need to hear is actually the word of the Lord spoken over you this morning that you are his treasure. 
You're a son and a daughter. If you're in relationship with God, you're a son and a daughter that he loves. You need to see the life and the love and the wholeness and the worth that God has placed within you. What we need to start doing as a people is we need to love ourselves as God loves us. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. But what James or what Jesus is getting at in this, it's not because I know actually there are some people on the opposite that just really all they think about is themselves. They love themselves and totally in that. But yet I recognize that there are many people who just in terms of how they think about self is not good. And this morning I would love for you to be able to lift your eyes. And this morning to see how God sees you. And the worth that God has placed in you and the worth and how God has created you to be. And the desire that God has for you in your life. And Jesus says this, treasure or love other people as you would love yourselves. In these two ways, Jesus says that actually if we can just press into these. And firstly, um, we're going to explore what James would say. But in these two ways, Jesus would say actually it's crucial for us. That if we can live into these, this allows us to live into life in the fullness. James then takes this. And almost starts to unpack parts of this practically for us. And what it actually looks like in the life of community and for us in an ongoing way. And so the rest of the chapter, I think we're down here at verse, if you have Bibles with you, we're verse 13 to the rest of the chapter. Let's read this in James chapter 5. Last five, ten minutes, just as we close. It says this. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Let me just speak into this just for a few minutes as we finish. But firstly, as we treasure or love God, we read actually as James has shown us in this, there are certain, this is the, this is the beauty of it. As we treasure or love God, as we live this life that Jesus has called us to, love God, Above all else, love others as you would love yourself. There are certain treasures then that are released into our life and that are available to us. So James says this in terms of a treasure that's available to us. He says this in verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. You see, one of the treasures at our disposal as we journey this life and as a result of our relationship with God by loving him is that we can talk with him. We can pray, we can talk with God if there's issues that we're struggling with in our life, even some of those areas that you've identified, we can talk with God about it. If I'm being honest though, when it comes to prayer, it's often something that can be overcomplicated by people. I hear people use language all the time, saying things, well, I can't really pray. I'm not really much of a prayer. I would never pray out loud. 
There's something that's often missed or we wouldn't even enjoy this as much because we compare and we think we're not as good as prayer as someone else. And so what we often do is we just don't do it. And yet this is a treasure that's available to us in our lives as believers. This is available as out of our relationship with God as we love God above all else. There's this joy and this um, treasure of prayer that's available to us. Are you in trouble? Do you need help? Listen to the words of James. Let them pray. I know in my life sometimes, sadly, I can have people that I go to first, I turn to first. Listen to the language of James as he concludes this letter to believers and he's trying to call them into the fullness of life with Jesus. If you have hardship, if you have trouble, pray. If there's struggles in your life, talk to Jesus about it. If there's issues that you're dealing with or at the moment, don't let God be your last thought. Talk to him about it. Unfortunately, sometimes some of the, the corrupted treasures in our life mean that we turn to them first. We look to other things. James also, he turns it back in another way and he says this. We just read it. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Rick rightly said this morning, even if you feel you can't sing, it's when we're even able to speak out our praise to God if we're happy. This is part of the treasure that's available to us again in this moment. It is our worship. When we have moments of happiness and good things in our lives, remember all good things have come from God himself. In these moments, we get to enjoy the treasure of worshiping him. We get to move past the religious stuff into the relationship stuff. We get to move past actually the reality that for many of us, the only times when sometimes we pray or we worship is when we gather in a moment or space like this. And this is the relationship that's available to us. This is why Jesus says, and James is pressing into this with us as he concludes, and as we conclude this series, above all else, love the Lord your God. Treasure him. Enjoy him. Allow your heart to be given to him. Talk with him. Praise him when you have good things that are happening in your life. Love God. Seek first his kingdom in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Love him with all of your heart, soul, and strength. And part of how we do that is simply by talking with him and worshiping with him. And then James, James goes on to say this, or Jesus says this, treasure or love others. James simply steps this out for us practically as we close, practically some ways that we can really love each other well. Sometimes it's a struggle, right, <laughs> for being honest. I recognize there's relationship difficulties that can exist. There's different personality conflicts. I get all of that. Yeah, James just practically said, how do you love well? How can you love well as part of this church family? How can I love well? And James goes on to say this. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Here's what James is saying. If you're sick, don't try to journey this alone. If there's struggle in your life, people can pray for you in church. Within the church community, God has placed as leaders the office of elders within a church. The elders and spiritual oversight, it's not an elitist thing, but there's a spiritual authority that God has released or deposited within the church through the office of elders. It's scriptural, the anointing it's placed there. And to just, James says this truth, if you are sick, it's your responsibility to come and ask. 
Don't try to journey this alone. But if you're sick, James says, ask the elders with the authority they carry in a local church context to pray and to anoint you with oil. And what happens in that moment is that they take authority over the very illness and disease that is coming against you. And I would love for us more and more frequently that this could be our truth and our reality. Many people do come in and meet with us throughout the week. To come and ask for prayer. But I would love for this to be moments of just regular breakthrough. An encounter amongst us. I would love for us to be able to be a people that can encourage us. I would encourage you in your life if there's struggles. Talk about it openly. Call the leaders and ask about this. It's a treasure and a gift that's available to us. And again, not just in moments of physical sickness. But also in spiritual sickness. This is the beauty of how we do life in relationship with each other. Actually, James says, if you're struggling in your life spiritually. And there's areas of sin that you've fallen or you've stepped into. You've allowed to come into your life. This is where James speaks these words. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. We confess our sins to one another. There should be something so deep within me that one of the ways I treasure people in my life is that I can confess my sins with people that I trust. That's probably a bit of a different nuance in it. You know, it's important that we allow people to build trust with us. It's important that you can be a trustful person. You know, one of the responsibilities and the joys that we can have as we treasure one another really well is that if someone is able to talk with you, you know, often with the narrative in our head is, well, no one knows about it, so it's, it's all right. I'll just keep it to myself. And yet Jesus is really clear, actually, when we bring it into the light, that this is part of how actually we come against the tactics of the enemy. But sometimes, and this is the sad part, Sometimes when we bring it into the light and we talk about it with people, sometimes it's then spoken with to other people. Part of how we love well as a church is our commitment to treasure one another. Part of how we speak well, but also, listen, how we hold information well. My encouragement to you, I would love us to be a church community that with people that you trust, people that you know really well, that you can offload some of these heavy, heavy things that you're carrying, particularly if there's areas of sin. This is scriptural. Confess your sins to one another. And when that has happened, guys, let's not allow us to actually do the work of the enemy for him. We hold the information tight. You hold it. If someone has shared something with you, they should never hear about it from someone else. This is a scriptural guideline for us. And I would love for us to be a place that actually everybody could feel safe in that way. That we could move and operate in that way with one another. That we could be a confessing people. And then finally, James simply says this in a similar way as we finish. We're going to pray. He simply says this. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander away from the truth... And someone should bring that person back. Remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. James here is again talking about, he's, he's not saying to go and talk with people in such a way that you feel like you're judging them. Like if you see something in someone's life that you're going to go and talk in a condemning way, but actually in love, just to be able to talk, are you Okay. I've recognized this in your life. Are you okay? I know, and I've said this with my friends, I've said it with the guys as well, I, I value, treasure 
honest feedback in my life. If you're not open to people being able to speak with love into your life, you're just being foolish. (laughs) If we want to learn and we want to grow, we have to allow ourselves with people that we love and trust in our lives to be able to speak into it in that way. And this is what James is saying. If you see this in someone's life, and can I also just say this? I recognize that these are the many ways. Patty, come on up a wee second, will you? I recognize that this is one of the ways that I sadly have just bottled it over the years. If I'm being honest, I have treasured more being liked by people than actually being honest to tell them the truth in a loving way of what I feel they need to hear. And if, if you're going to love me well, I want you to tell me the truth. I don't want you to tell me what you think. I just need to hear similarly with me to you and to each other. If we really treasure each other, And this is the important part when it comes to this idea of treasure. If we really love one another, then we would be a people that would just love God above all else. That we would love one another as we would love ourselves. And that we would be a people that would lead into this. With us as we finish, and this is our series done, as James concludes with us, remember the whole heart and the hope of this is that he is hoping to lift our eyes and to focus them on the one that he loves. Yes, his earthly brother, but his Lord, his Savior, Jesus Christ. James is lifting us and calling us to focus our hearts and our minds in him. And with us as we finish, James is going to lead us in a song I, at, a, at one of those moments. So I, I um, two weeks ago, I turned 40 and starting to feel old. And uh, last night, I, I contacted Patty and said, Patty, I'm thinking of doing a song. I would love you to do it. Um, Lord, you have my heart. And he said, what's that? Have, is that you? <laughs> Is that a new song? He's all about new songs at the minute, you see. And uh, he said, I was like, no, 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 this is from a long time ago. I would love us actually that with us, you know, this would be just a prayerful response this morning and then we'll close, we'll leave space at the end to pray as we go. But just, I would love us just once just to sing through this. Actually, this would be our heart's cry as we finish the series. Lord, you have my heart. Remember the words of Jesus, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Where your treasure is, your heart is also. Listen, this isn't just about singing a song, so in a magic way, oh, well, that's it done and that's it sorted. But my prayer is that in an ongoing way, this would just be the truthful response of our heart. Lord, you have my heart. Help me to search for yours. God, would you lead me on? Take my life and lead me on. God, would you allow me to just be used for you as a sacrifice? my life to count and stand with me will you just as we close I'll pray over us in a second let's allow this just to be the the worshipful prayerful meditation of our heart just as we close this series even as you think about some of those things that got you reflect on earlier what felt like the corroded treasure let's turn this around to praise and a prayerful commitment to the Lord Lord you have my heart I will search for years. Let's sing this together, Patty, can we? We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.